Okay, we got some. Um, someone said there was uh, Kevin was a bit quiet last time, and the RSS feed didn't work. Oh, uh, both of those are Kevin's problems. So that's Get the cool. what? <laughs> no, no, what was the second part? <laughs> the RSS feeds. Yeah, that I can't help. I mean, yeah. I don't know what that but stuff is. That's down to their yeah, service. Okay. Well, there you go then, people. Now, now you know on recording that it's not our fault. There you go. But and Kevin okay. will try to be louder. So shout, Kevin! No, I'm shout. just gonna, I'm just he gonna use fine, someone else, his recording, because if I record myself, my microphone will sound lower because it records. You know, that's how my microphone is. But if Vars's recording is fine, then I will use just his. So oh, that is excellent now for me. Yeah, it's because uh, yeah, that's Vars. Neil Scott is no, oh, no Neil that's Scott's Neil. Is, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Neil's got his thing open. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm used to all the sexual references. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's about Watch time out, man. Some fun. thing's wide open. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, PlayStation Unchained 109, eh? You know? It's a great thing. We could be doing that right now. In fact, why not? So there you go. It's me, Neil Bolt, hosting. Have a nice cup of coffee. And I'm joined today with the, uh, the crumb-covered room cleaner himself, Kevin. Row, row, row your boats. Row, row? Just, just a Yeah, I told you. I've just given up. i, I just given up. I'm, I'm I can tell. Here. I can tell. <laughs> I was going to go <laughs> rock the boat, come rock the boat, baby. But it didn't quite work. Uh, other than cleaning your room, how are you, Kevin? I'm good. I'm alive, so I can't complain. How Excellent. about you, Neil? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Wonderful. It's lovely here. I can't say much more. It's just I've had ill children this week, so I've really not done much at all, apart from play games and write stuff about them, which is pretty much any other week, really, you know, just with ill children. But, uh, yeah, good, good, good. Um, also, worse, we got Vash, as usual. I say, hey. as usual, he's, he's becoming a staple of the show these days. How Indeed are you doing, Mr. Varshney? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. Excellent, excellent. I was supposed to say more. Oh, yeah, just carry on. Just to go for oh, no, 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 I, I, I find. <laughs> and Ben, you right there? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm good, thank you. How's your week been? Not too bad. And how's yours been? Apart from the old children. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. Anything, anything to add? No, that's it for me. Okay. And Gary, you're with us. So. I'm with you, yes. How are you? I'm not robotic, and I'm not dead. So both are good. Or and chipmunk. you're not a chipmunk, so that makes me sad. I was earlier, but I, I rectified oh, that wrong. I missed chipmunk Gary. I ate a Snickers, and I felt better. <laughs> oh dear, dear. Sorry, I got a bit distracted there. The coffee was tantalizing and close to my mouth, and I couldn't quite drink it whilst talking. Are you sure it was coffee? <laughs> so, yeah, sadly. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> the beer doesn't last too long, to be honest, in its house. So it's usually gone by about Wednesday. I suppose then we should uh, talk about some game stuff, really, shouldn't we? Uh, On the PlayStation we'd... podcast, why, why would we do that? 
yeah, I mean, you're all playing games already. What do you want to know about more games for? Go and play the games you got. Stop being greedy. No. <laughs> uh, we've just uh, come off a Street Fighter special, which will probably be going up around the same time. And that was pretty cool. So we'll probably keep short on that in the terms of games played. Might not do games played at all, actually, this week, thinking about it, as we want to do a bit of a shorter one. And we've got some stuff to talk about. But we were talking about in the Street Fighter podcast about quality and quantity in the sense that people's main complaint is that there's not much there but what is there is good but it, it was argued earlier this week that that's the problem with most people of most games these days if it doesn't have five gajillion things going on then people aren't interested and think they're being sold sold short on a game it's like so my question is basically is uh how much you agree or disagree with that um so are you gary um well um i am personally a quality guy um i do like to have you know more modes to play in a game obviously um but there's a lot of games that i think have been pretty damn good that haven't been high on quality um or quantity i should say uh some come to mind like la noir I thought mm-hmm. was a yeah, pretty damn much. good game, but it was this huge recreation of 1940s Los Angeles, and there was really nothing to do in it except drive to the case that's part of the story mode. Um, yeah, there were collectibles to find, but other than that, there weren't any like side quests or anything like that to do. Um, but it was a quality game. Another game I could say that I know people here might disagree with me was The Order 1886. Um, I thought it for what it was, I thought it was a very quality game. I thought the shooting mechanics were fine. Um, the cover system was was pretty good. I thought the story was good, um, but there just wasn't enough to do in the game. Like you can get it in two to three hours, and that was pretty much it. There's nothing else to do. Um, yeah, you I felt thought, like you missed, missed nothing at that point either. It's... Yeah, but I thought the core game was was fine. I didn't have any problems with it. Oh yeah, the um, core game itself was serviceable. It was just very limited use. Yes, and I think that, yes. That, that's where the problem comes in. It's like if if you got say like Street Fighter Five, a game where yes, there isn't much in the way of modes, but what is there is very deep and very complex. If you wish to go that far, and it's, it's, if casual players are picking it up for forty quid, the, 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 it's probably not a great idea to begin with because it's not for them at the minute. It, that that much is clear. It's a, if you want to have fun with your friends on it, then you're going to need them to come around your house and play it that way. So that's that's the original way it seems for Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be kind of the thing. With it, just kind of depends on the game you're playing. Um, if you're playing like an open world game, you want to have a lot of stuff to do, you know. But if you're playing, you know, like a story-driven game, maybe it's not such a bad idea just to have it a little straightforward and linear. Because you're playing it for the story, not for a lot of the other stuff. But when it comes to a game like Street Fighter or any sort of fighting game, you look at what some other fighting games have done, like Mortal Kombat, for example. You know, I think Mortal Kombat has really pushed um, the the story modes of a fighting game, where you know there's cutscenes, there's a lot of conversation. They're really well done, and you know they brought it into um, their DC fighting game with Injustice Gods Among Us, which 
but honestly, I thought it was one of the best stories I've played in a fighting game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they've even gone off and done a fantastic comic book out of it. it the Injustice universe now is one of the 52 universes that 50, that DC has. So that's saying a lot for what they did there. Um, and even Tekken, you know, Tekken has, you know, a story mode, which is almost impossible to follow at this point. But, you know, you could somewhat follow it in, in well, when you play the story modes. Um, but with Street Fighter, it's like they're, they're kind of, you know, just taking their time with everything, which is fine. But when, when you said, like, with Street Fighter, there's really multiplayer online, which barely works at this point. Um, there is practice uh, mode. Just to clarify, just, it, it does work, to, but it, it's just still not as good as it should be. Okay, so it works, but a lot of people still kind of have issues with it. Um, yeah. And and there's practice mode, and then there's the, the, the two-player fighting game with your friend who's next to you. And like you said, there's a story mode in it. Uh, I'm going by your review here. There's a story mode, but it's completely crap. And it's it's a prologically to the actual story mode. Yeah, which comes out later, and I think that's kind of what the problem is. You know, you want people to buy your game at full price, but then tell them all the cool stuff is coming later. You know, um, to to me, you know, uh, we talked about this in in chat. You know, we personally believe they released the game simply so it could be part of Evo. Um, that's why it came out so early oh, yeah. uh, with such a little amount of content. But then the core game is is great. You've said it's probably the best Street Fighter game you've played in a very long time. Um, mm, and that, totally. Is. Yeah, so, so you know, obviously they, they care about the fighting, but they didn't care enough to delay the game enough to get everything in it that they wanted. I think this I comes think back so. to Capcom being very much... Like the you know, always five years behind everyone else. It's like, and story is one of the things that they did think about very late in the day, and suddenly, so oh, maybe we should do it then. And it's like, I mean, it shows the fact they've got a prologue to everyone's story, but no actual story till June, pretty much says it all. And the fact that it's all still images and it's nonsense most of the time. Yeah, and it's uh, actually going to piss people off even more if they find out that that content's already on the disc. Which is something that happened with four with the DLC characters. Mm-hmm. It's not going to go over well for Capcom if, if people find out that's the case. And, you know, it's it's just, in my opinion, with the whole conversation, quantity over quality, it just really depends on the type of game you're making. Um, and honestly, a fighting game I think needs to have both. Um, it's always nice to have both, but. When it comes to, to, to a fighting game like Street Fighter, you really wanted to have a lot of game modes right off the bat because it's, in the age we live in where multiplayer, online multiplayer in particular, is so big, and when it's having a hard time working, you need something else to fall back on. And from what everything I've heard, Street Fighter V doesn't have a lot of stuff to fall back on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to me, as a game, it's an, to me, it's a 9 out of 10 game, really. And I think it will get to that stage in time once everything's there. But, yeah, for now, you can't. You just can't rate it highly based on what it is. If it if they'd shift it as it is and not mentioned any of the other stuff, didn't have it grayed out on the menus, you'd still probably give it 9 out of 10 because it's pure, 
pure fighting game and they haven't told you you're paying for any more or getting any more. But it's the fact that they've advertised that they're going to do more stuff and then you've got it there staring you in the face on the menu, the stuff you can't select because it's not ready yet. And it's a trend in games that's probably you go back to last year with Battlefront and with Rainbow Six Vegas and further back to Destiny. That Destiny seems to be the catalyst for many console games trying this sort of you know base game stuff, very light on content, and then just throw in the rest of it later. But I suppose to Capcom's credit, they aren't going, oh, we'll charge you 30 quid for an expansion that doesn't even add a couple of hours more of gameplay to it, like uh, Destiny did. So, yeah, there's good and bad things to it. I think this is also what Hitman was trying to do before they changed that dynamic, you know, have a base game and then just add stuff on top of it for free, as they said at the time, which is becoming more prevalent. I mean, it sounded weird when Hitman did it, but it's happening. It's already been happening. It just it, They were just upfront about it from the start, that that's what they were going to do. It's people don't understand it as a business idea going forward. And, but uh, it's doing well enough, clearly, that people are bothering to keep trying it. And if, you really, if people really want to stop it, that's the only way they're going to stop it. It's by not buy, buying the games that do it. I know that's very hard to do some games, and you won't know until they come out. But it's I it, it's all we can do. But yeah, unfortunately, like anything, there's always going to be enough people wanting to buy these things. Yeah, like to me right now, it just I think we're going more like where all every game that's releasing, well, almost all, all the big games, I guess you can say. They're kind of starting to seem like they're just what a lot of people are hating on right now. Early access games is the only thing I can compare. Like I'm like everything you described of Street Fighter, it sounds like an early access game that I have to pay full price for and get everything else later. Destiny, same thing, except Destiny kept charging you for it over and over again. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is not what you want to do. It's starting to like we've talked about before, where things are just beginning to merge into one giant thing. And I don't necessarily consider that a good thing, um, especially when you can't. No, because they don't take the reason those things as yeah, they don't take why they're successful into account. They just yeah, and, think, well, we'll implement that and still keep it as we do. It's like it's the old clashing with the new, if you will. And yeah, it, it's exactly a bit rich. It's, like we always want to see like genres merge together and stuff, but sometimes when you yourself can distinguish what type of genre the game is in it's it's a bad sign you know and again not talking about street fighter but other games you know especially like with destiny you you want the content to be there when you're asking somebody to pay full price for your game and then getting it not you know with all the content it's supposed to have but sure they promise you it's going to come later for free but then I don't know. It, it's just and, until it's someone does it. Yeah. It. Like companies have been changing it so until much. someone delivers. Yeah, until someone delivers on it, no one's going to believe it. That's the thing. And it's like, and because you know, IO stepped back from it with Hitman and you know Destiny, just you know they awkwardly tiptoed around what they were doing. And, you know, if, I mean, you get you're getting it with season passes now that you know, even Bethesda, who released a suspiciously cheap season pass for fallout 4 and then 
wonder why they have to go and change it when they realize they're going to be making a lot of big content that probably would cost a lot more that yeah no one's sticking to these things and you're paying for you don't know what always and yeah that's part yeah, of the whole exactly. thing exactly and then when you're being asked to pay for that season pass for future content you have no idea what that future content is going to be it's really hit and miss like batman asked you to pay this huge price for their season pass arkham knight and you literally got just a bunch of costumes and an hour of extra story content that you can finish in an yeah, hour yeah. That, that was it, insulting that was, absolutely insulting. pissed a lot of people off you know and you people bought the season pass for star wars battlefront and literally i have not seen a single thing about what that season pass holds and you know no, they said all the maps are going to be free yeah, yeah they I said mean, they said all the all the maps are going to be free that they release from now on so then what the hell did i buy a season pass for if all the maps are going to be free and let's not forget the fact that they're already working on the sequel so what the hell are they going to put in, in in this game that's worth the price of the overpriced season pass yeah i mean it's the same with uh again going back to destiny they've you know, they denied that they were ever going to make a Destiny 2 in the next five years, and then they suddenly turn out and say, oh, well, it's been put back. We were going to have it out next year, and now it'll be the year after now. It's like, well, you weren't supposed to be doing it anyway. So yeah. it's like it just proves that they were out to make as much money out of it as quick as possible. And that's the problem. If you just got enough of a hook for people going in, you can lure enough people in to pay the extra without questioning it. The real problem here is that the more the bigger companies are doing this, you're going to find a lot of consumers starting to catch on and it will end up in a very big gaming crash like the 80s because people won't have any more confidence in the companies. Yeah, big companies will suffer. Yeah, in the smaller companies though, people do have the confidence because they're bringing new things together and actually giving a lot more content so you're going to have a lot of the bigger companies i wouldn't be surprised cut jobs in half and perhaps even just go back to pure developments rather than publishing instead and they're going to have you, to you really kind of see an aspect of it now yeah we were saying last week about ea doing unravel and ubisoft doing some indie game they're, they're filling out their portfolio a little with these indie games and hyping them up a bit with their PR wagon, just showing that people can be very shallow about it, that if it isn't backed by EA or Ubisoft, that they will just be the sort that berate indie games for being indie games. Uh, but obviously, it's a moneymaker still, but a cheap moneymaker for them. Uh, they're sort of catching on, but in a very strange way. And you kind of hope that that happens a bit more, that they, they realize that you don't just need the big, big games. Because this, again, years ago, it was either big games and then games were a slightly lower budget, but they were still they could still be good. You know, it's like you think back to the PlayStation well, Two era. Yeah, middleweight. Yeah, I mean, you think of the the third party games from like PS Two era. How many good games there were that were just you know cheap to make, not not too much, and that's it. And it was a healthy market because of that. It's just there was a variety, and if if you didn't want to pay. Uh, for a cheap game you, you had your triple a market there and yes because it was separate the, the big games felt more special i think but now it's like every game get a big you know, every game made by a big publisher gets treated as a big game it's like even if it doesn't have the budget 
even, I mean, you think one of the most big success stories this, this last five years or so is you know, Telltale, and they put no budget into their games. It's mad. And they sell but it's yeah, and yet they are considered a blockbuster group. But yeah, with, a, with no money, it just shows it's all about perception. It's like indies will get to that point where people will go, oh, okay, well this looks really cool, and no one will actually realise that it's an indie game. And well, you still have examples of that now. We should say you only have to look at the hype and Minecraft, mm-hmm. No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, Minecraft is the perfect example of saying that it's so lo-fi, but underneath it all, it's there's something there that they've built on and built upon because they've been given the chance and time. Yeah, it's. Oh, I feel like we're getting slightly off point on it, but yeah, it, I agree. There is a chance for a crash for bigger companies if they don't sort of realise that you need to have that two-tier system and not just hype everything up and then ignore the stuff that isn't quite as big. I mean, Activision are the worst for that, I'd say, because unless they've pumped you know, millions of dollars into stuff, they don't they don't advertise it. And that's it. You you barely hear about it. You saw sort of Tony Hawk's last generation with stuff like Singularity. They just left it to die, and yet it was better than most shooters out there. I wonder if that's the reason they actually decided to do another Tony Hawk's, so that people could just go, okay, that's it, forget it. Not even going to bother anymore. Yeah, it is a very business-like well, wasn't tactic. Well, their license running out, so they had to make one yeah. to keep the license? That's it, pretty much the reason Sony keep getting away with making Spider-Man films, and uh, Fox keep doing... Yeah, like X Men and Ghost Rider and stuff, because they know that if they don't use a license, it will go back to Marvel. It's it's just it makes them money, and they want to keep it, even if it is bad. It's like they could make another two, three bad Tony Hawk's games, and they still make some money out of it. They really would, and it's like, and they'd rather do that. I mean, like we said last week, you know, Guitar Hero, they brought it back fairly well critically, but. Clearly, it's not selling well enough because it's going. Last week, it was down to forty pounds, you know, for the whole set. And it's like, and it's been going down ever since it came out. And it's, the studio got layoffs as well. Yeah, which yeah, it can be half and half in most industry studios. It's and you know, people do get laid off after projects have got to a certain point of completion. But yeah, it's we want. We're basically saying that you know. It's all right to have a little bit of content in games if it's really, really good content. Just be careful what you advertise, and don't over, you know, overpromise stuff. Yep. Such as Star Citizen, I have to admit. Yes. That's they, got to yeah. be one of the biggest. Um, I mean, okay, I admit I have put a lot of money into it, and I think they will actually eventually keep to their promise because for what they've actually done now. They've actually gone beyond what they promised, but because they had so much money, they've put so much more extra into the game, and it's taken, what, twice as long as it's supposed to have been to come out now? Yeah. So they reckon it's a very long-term project now, I thought it was. I thought it was actually supposed to be out last year or something. It was initially supposed to be out last year, indeed. Yeah. And... Um, They've added so much more now to the game because they've been able to hire so many people. It was completely unexpected to them. They didn't think they would get this money. That... They got money. No, you wouldn't. You really wouldn't. No, and now they've gone just way beyond of what they initially had. And while people are very happy with what's going to be coming, there still isn't that much content 
in, and it's supposed think, to be releasing this year, they said. Yeah, I think technically is where they're wanting to sort of make sure they're future-proofed, isn't it, with Star Citizen? They want it to look good and be good. Yeah. In a way that you look at something like Warcraft, you know, 10 years on, it's like, as much as the upgrade stuff, it still looks like a 10-year-old game. I do think um, that Star Citizen is going to give, you know, even if they release like a base game that isn't as big as you would expect it, I do think that they are, you know, not going to go for a whole DLC thing un- unless buying ships and stuff. Because you can buy a ship, but I don't think you'll have to buy new content like a new world, for, for example. So I think they are just trying to make as much content as possible and then decide we'll release this and then these we can still finish off or make better compared to the original and stuff and then release them in parts as free content. That's yeah, what I what, personally think. What they've actually done is they've put in... Uh, well, they're making a persistent universe, basically. So it's going to play a little bit like freelancer or suppose a little bit like eve with the amount of stuff they've actually got planned for it but they've now got an online store so if you don't want to spend ages and ages and ages and ages think of it like warframe you can get everything in the game but it's going to take you a long time so what they've decided to do is have an online store where you could actually purchase certain credits and then you can get extra stuff say for your uh, base of where you keep all your well your hangar I should say uh, you can put extra stuff in your ships you can get uh, insurance for your ships in case you get blown up but then at least you get your ship back and everything and loads and loads of other things and yeah it is I think they should have just kept initially to the main promise and then expanded on but it's like you said. Yeah. They All right. So before we go, yeah. Before we go too far into PC world on this one. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll move on, and I think I'll switch the topics around a bit here because it's probably a bit relevant considering what we just talked about. Um, gaming trends, you know, modern ones. What one? If you could pick one gaming trend that's a bit repulsive to go, what would it be? So uh, I'll start with Gary. Hey, um, one trend to go away. Ugh. Season passes. Mm-hmm. I would love season passes to go away. Completely. Some companies now are making me buy two, pretty much pay the price of two games just to get a couple things that before they would release for free, quite honestly. Like EA would release free maps on Battlefield Bath Company too, and then all of a sudden let's charge people for it because they'll buy it. And oh, extra costumes. Yeah, actually, yeah, you do. You remind me of that, and I remember straight that when uh, they actually did an expansion, of course, with Bad Company Two, the Vietnam one, it was ten pounds. So for something that would cost about. Well, 40 quid in a season pass at the minute. <laughs> it's, it's mad. Yeah. Uh, so so if I had to pick one, that would be one. There is another one I would like cool. to get rid of, Excellent. but I'll probably leave one of you guys to answer that one. Yeah. I know exactly Kevin. What it is. <laughs> but I would like Kevin? Kevin go first. Go on, Kevin. You have a go. Actually, I kind of wrote down five points, but it's basically all DLC. 
related. Yep. <laughs> so, so what I wrote down is basically, for instance, pre-order DLC bonus. I mean, no. pre-ordering a game and getting free DLC in the past it wouldn't be like that. So I, I, I kind of feel like that's just, you know, oh, so you bought our game before it's actually out. You know, here's a cheap ass costume that nobody really cares about. No, I don't need that. You can just keep the costume, just give me the game, or give me something small, physical, maybe. That's fun for collectors and stuff. But a free... Discount on the season pass, perhaps. For instance. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing. Then a second thing, it's not really DLC, but it's also downloading. It's, it's retail copies that have a download code instead of a disc. Metal Gear Solid yeah. 5. That's such a pain in the bum. I don't understand the whole, why do you even release a physical retail copy if you're like, you know, just, you know, make the boxes, but don't put in a disc, just put in a code that, no, that's useless. Yeah, I mean, actually just, I know this is more of a PC problem, but obviously it could well creep in to console oh, games uh, more, I think. I know it happens in console games, but it is. Uh, Halo, Halo Collector's it, Edition. This, yeah, go on. When you bought the Halo Collector's Edition, it didn't come with a code. It, it didn't come with a disc. It came with a code. And there's another one that come, is coming out soon. I can't remember which one it is. That is coming with a code instead of a disc. Yeah. I'll tell you what it is. It's the awesome-looking Hitman Collector's Edition. Oh, that's that it. Comes oh, with yeah. an amazing statue and, uh, and a goddamn download code. Minecraft Story Mode as well, which was the disc, which had one episode on it, and then download codes for the rest. It's just not even only for like PC or, or consoles, but like for instance, if you buy a new handheld these days, that's a sort of limited edition. Uh, for instance, a 3DS from with with Pokemon Red or something, it's it's pre-installed, so you don't ha actually have the game. It's installed on your DS, so it's basically account bound, I guess. And I yeah. just don't really like that stuff. I prefer to have an actual copy of the game in my hands that I can, you know, whenever I feel like it, pop it in, pop it out. Not for fun, yeah, pop it in, pop it out, but, you know, play. <laughs> so that's one of those things that annoys me. And then there's also these copies that, you know, if you install it, you have, like, maybe one-fourth of the game that you actually install via the disc, and then the rest downloads. That's what happened for me with Batman Arkham Knight on PS4. I popped in the disc, and I was like, cool, I can finally play this game. And then it started downloading the whole game. And I was like, what What the hell is this? I, I bought a retail collector's edition and I'm stuck with the download. And it took ages because everyone's to download it at release. So then you're stuck and then it broke and have to download yet again. You know, that's just... <sighs> yeah, I mean, I remember that was uh, infamously with Elder Scrolls Online. It's like, initial download done. You got to start it. No, no, you got to wait. You got to do, ooh, 50 gig more. And it's like... Okay, and yeah, yeah, exactly. the internet—the internet that day was a bit erratic anyway on both fronts. So, yeah, I waited like nearly uh, half a day for the whole thing to download, which was mad. But yeah, and I think Dying Light was the first time I ever noticed stealth downloads, where it let me in the game quite quickly. I was like, oh, yeah, that's good, that's cool, it's quite quick. And then you got past the prologue bit, you go leave the building, it goes. Um, game's still installing uh, and then gives you a little percentage and it's like it's 15% done and they're like oh 
<laughs> so you can't come out the hallway. You can't go downstairs and go out into the big open world. Yeah, you have to, I have that you too. Have to stay, you have to stay in this apartment <laughs> building. It's just but, like, oh. have fun here, do whatever you want, but you're not getting any further until we're done installing. You know, just install the whole game or or just let the person wait, you know. Just install everything together so you can play on. The whole downloading while playing thing is nice, but <laughs> at least make sure that you have all content up to a certain point that you know it'll be finished downloading and installing. That's my idea of that. I actually have two more points, but I'm going to change those around to one point. It's when... Oh, damn it, I just had one. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? What was it? It was downloadable content as well, as usual. But what was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, deluxe editions. When you buy a game and there's, like, another version that's, like, 10 euros or pounds more expensive, and the only difference is one or two weapons. A good example, Battlefront. If you buy the base game... I think it's 60, 60 euros. If you mm -hmm. buy the deluxe edition, it's 70 euros. And I don't really know what else you get besides the gun, a gun that you can unlock. And I think that's actually it. Or maybe like a costume or, stump or something. Yeah, it's, it's just it, ridiculously it? useless. It's just, really? So you're, you're asking people 10 euros for a damn gun? And the worst part is, it's the best gun that's completely overpowered in the game. So if you play the game, you will lock it like at level 50 or something. But if you're like, oh, I feel like a rich guy, I'll buy the deluxe edition. You have 10 euros paid for a game. No, 10 euros for the gun, and it's just, that's just, uh, that pisses me off. That's just stupid. Then what's the fun in the game, like unlocking things? It's not fun anymore because you're buying it instead of unlocking it. Yeah, no, I totally agree on that one. Yeah, it's good. Good little list there, Kevin. Say, um, I suppose, Aaron, you can go next. In-game DLC. Oh, how we love it. Uh, I think probably the biggest one was Evolve. Um, yeah, which is like £130 worth of DLC. Yeah, so... <laughs> Out the gate. They decided to, well, initially, before the game was even announced, like, completely announced or whatever, 2K decides to go, oh, by the way, we're making a game called uh, Evolve, which is built around DLC. Uh, you can pre-order it, and you would get such and such skin and monster completely free. And you can get it straight from the start and you get a little XP booster. So this was before anyone even saw any graphics, any images, anything about the game. All anyone knew was pre-order that game. It was like, what, a year and a half before it even came out to someone? Or something. I remember and... when I saw Far Cry 4 get announced. I oh, saw yeah, the image for the pre-order before the announcement of the game. Yeah. It's like exactly pre-order Far Cry 4 to get the Hulk, the, the Hulk, what you call it, the Hulk DLC. I'm like, wait, there's a Far Cry 4? And then two hours after that pre-order image came, oh, Far Cry 4's been announced. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. I, th I said you still haven't seen any gameplay either. And 
But so in that case, you, it ended up being the exact same game again. So. Yeah, so... That's Far Cry, so... Yeah, so I guess that's kind of like the second one of mine, but the main one of the in-game DLC is the fact is you get your game, you play it, there's so little content, Battlefront, and um, then you think, okay, so I now need to pay extra money to get the content that technically should have been in there in the first place, and it was in there in the first place, but... Because you decided to not get the extra special editions, uh, you have to pay for it with your own money. And then they decide to stick a season pass on top of that. And it's it's absolutely unbelievable. But the in-game DLC is probably the worst because it makes people start buying things without people actually not knowing how much they spend and you've probably already heard recently about this kid spending what a few thousand or whatever of his parents money on fifa and only just recently is it microsoft gave or no reimbursed the parents or something yes because uh their kid racked out a load of ultimate team purchases here yeah all because it's in-game DLC and he didn't realise how much he was spending. And it's happened in many other games, including The Sims. And it, it just needs to stop, really. And, uh, I mean, I can understand it for MMOs like Warframe, War Thunder and all that because it's a free-to-play game in the first place. But not a pay-to-pay. pay-to-pay yeah, I, I must have spent like half a grand on Warframe. Yeah, but that's fair enough because it's a free-to-play game and they need to make money from somewhere. But if yeah, from me. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Paid games shouldn't really have it, to be honest. Exactly. Um, yeah. So pre-ordering way too early, or in fact, just don't pre-order. End of story. Don't End of story. <laughs> and in-game DLC. Cool. Those are my top two most annoying ones after everyone else has said the others. So. Yeah. Excellent. So that's just these just. Has Ben died? Oh, no, I'm here. It just it oh. cut out for a second. I just oh, said live it with, and then oh, that's like, fair enough. There you go. Um, well, Ben, what do you reckon? What, what uh, bugs you? I have to be honest, I don't mind in-game DLC. Again, if it's the games developed for it and same with pre-order, I don't mind them, to be honest. Uh, my main issue is on-disc DLC when the content's already completely on-disc. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. definitely understand that one. Because that means that it was planned and it, should, it was... Yeah, they or just if there's even well, proof that the content has been made and just been put aside for a future game. Yes, which uh, Street Fighter was guilty of last generation and uh, yeah. as well. Destiny has another one. Recent memory. Yes, we're ragging on Destiny again. Yeah, it <laughs> so it. badly done. And this but is yes. the guy that spent 200 quid on Destiny. Yeah, but Ben, for you, that's like 20 pence. If you're going to go in... <laughs> Average averages on games. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, that's one of the sneakier things. It's like it means that well, we had the thing we wanted to put in the game, but we had to meet a deadline, so we've left it for DLC. It's like, and uh, I don't know, it'd be more honest if they said that, to be honest. But they don't. Right. There you go. Yeah, it's from well, digital media, of course. Now, the more that drives up, it's uh, the less likely you'll find that out. 
because you can't technically call it on disk. So, so they can say, well, we've got a support structure for it. On download. Well, to be fair, it, some of the, you need some of the list content on the disk. Because oh, of course, yeah. It helps with the downloads, but not the whole freaking thing. I mean, there's, there's always going to be stuff on there that yeah. was going to be in the game, didn't get used for some reason, stuff they might bring back later. That happens. I mean, GTA 5 is one of the very games like that where they people just have a code of stuff they did have, dialogue and all that, that they never used, and nothing's come of it since. So it just shows it's, it's just stuff they scrapped that still has code in the game. It's a, But yeah, when it's blatantly obvious that a character should be in the game and then they suddenly appear as a city or, or a map, or as you found, it's, yeah, it's yeah. galling to say the least. Criminal, I'd like to call it. Yes, well, yes. <laughs> That's one way of putting it, for sure. Bit harsh to say it, but I think it is. Yeah, I mean, in relative terms, it's not like stealing food off children, but it's it's, it's still stealing. It's close. It's close. <laughs> I, it's I don't think my kids would agree with that. Children. <laughs> it's fun. They shouldn't be playing the games in the first place. Damn I scrubs. bet you're a butt that the guy or the, the kid who spent that amount of money on FIFA is not really into playing it anymore. I bet. I, I, I he he doesn't have a console anymore because it's not. No. <laughs> yeah, I read that too. There's no console yeah, in our yeah. house anymore. <laughs> it's fair though. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy spent that much, but there is ways to stop it from happening. Yes. You know, it's it's not just the game's fault; it's it's the parents as well, in my opinion. But you'd think there'd be at least some level of trust. I mean, after all, the yeah, are, but trust you're... trust the kids with your credit card, really. I suppose it depends how old he was. I don't actually know how old he how was. How old was he? Was it, wasn't he 11 or something? Because I think he was 11, and, you know, if you're under 18, I would say there's the big thing called parental control. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, but if you're about 11, as much as, much as you are, it's still, it's still easy to be tempted. should know at that age. Even my nephew knows that's um, how to use money now. Yeah, and but he's the, interested the stu- you got to remember the, the stupid people. Yeah, yes, there it always is. Yeah, just to put this in hindsight on that, I know it's not quite the same, but uh, I fully trusted my four-year-old son wouldn't figure out how to go onto the PlayStation Store on the Vita and buy anything, and because I have bloody have trouble getting on the PlayStation Store on the Vita half the time. So, um, yeah, and yet he managed it and bought Terraway, so which wasn't too bad <laughs> at least. But uh, just when you thank God it was on the Vita, considering the games are generally cheaper on that, just gave me a heart attack thinking what you could have bought on a PlayStation. But yeah, there you go. More for me for thinking that he wasn't quite to know yet. Yeah, I've taught him too well, it seems. Yeah, so yeah, if you think your kids can't learn these things, they can very quickly. <laughs> oh, cool. I think we had a good talk there about that bit. Um, we have one more subject, I think, on that one, which is really just a fun one. Um, I moaned about the story mode that is there in Street Fighter this week and uh, in the review. And, yeah, so I just wanted to know, worst story mode in a game? I mean, it can be the campaign or just worst story in a game. Hayes! Now, you see, you say that, but Hayes did have some good bits to it, it's like story-wise. Yeah, it's a good, con- good the concept. The story was but, good, but the conception yeah, was good. Just, just how it was done was bad. 
Yeah, just a really badly done. It was a good plot idea. I like the plot, just not very well executed. Yeah, I mean, it was easily done after that point. (laughs) I just feel sad. It's just like, and going by the previews for home front, I'm still going to feel sad for the poor studio at this rate. (laughs) It's not good. But uh, yeah, that's a pretty good answer, I'd say. Um, Kevin. Yes, Neil. Worst story in a game you've played? Ooh, tough question. Well, I'm going to say, even though it's not on PS4, the second one is, so Titanfall. Titanfall <laughs> 2 is coming to PlayStation 4, so I'm going to say Titanfall. Titanfall. And I'm going to say Titanfall <laughs> 2 as well, because come on. A space reenactment of the American Revolution and American Civil War. I thought do, you had wizards. Do we, need, do we really need to say that's a bad idea? I mean, I thought Titanfall 2 had uh, wizards and knights or something. I wish, at least it would have been interesting. <laughs> no, I thought I thought read that about it. <laughs> if we look at the first one, it was like, yeah, we have a single player. And then you click single player, and it literally was just a multiplayer game. It was just like a small clip, and then you get thrown into a team deathmatch game. And I was like, so you're advertising that you have a single player. And basically, you're just playing TDM. <laughs> that was that was the only idea that I could come up with. <laughs> that is just pure shite. So yeah, that's my that's answer. Cool. Good stuff. And Battlefront, but Battlefront technically and doesn't Battlefront have single well. players, so it's hard to say it's a bad one because there isn't one. That's the problem. <laughs> so I can't give so, that and one. And the story is already established. So. Yeah. Um, Gary. Has Gary died on us again? Oh, sorry, I forgot. Push the top. You forgot to live. <laughs> um, <laughs> worst story? Ugh. Really hard to say. Um, I mostly enjoy a lot of stories of the games I buy. I can't really think of the worst one off the top of my head, but I think a bad one in my opinion, was Fallout 3. Yeah. yeah I it, it took me so long to finish the story in that game because I got so sidetracked. And then when I finally did, I was like, this was the most pointless thing I've ever done. <laughs> like, <laughs> it starts off with, I gotta find my dad, because I know he's still out there. And then when you find him, it, can I use spoilers? I mean, the yes, game is pretty yeah, old now. Yeah. When I find him, he dies. <laughs> and I'm just like, awesome. That's how much Liam Neeson you get for your money. It's like, yeah, turn up at the I beginning, wasted, bugger off for most of the game, come back, die. I wasted 80 hours looking for my dad, and he dies the moment I find him. And after that, you know, <laughs> it just gets so ridiculous after that that I was like, wow. For a game that takes place in the time period that it takes place in, nothing that happens in that story mode should ever be possible. But yeah, uh, Fallout 3 for me was pretty pretty pointless story. Cool. Okay. So who's that leave? That leaves Aaron. Can I do a huge generalization instead? You can if it's easier. Every single first-person multiplayer shooter around which has a tacked-on single-player storyline. Yeah. I thought yeah, Halo was right. pretty good. 
I thought World at War had a story. Halo 1 wasn't too bad. Halo 2 was more multiplayer focused. Halo 3 onwards was just like, what? That's why I said Halo. I didn't say any sequel. <laughs> yeah. I meant then, the first um, one. And then obviously you had, let's see, Unreal Tournament. That was amazing multiplayer. And the, the story just was, it, it was there, but why? And then obviously, Time Kill Soon. Yeah, I mean, Killzone, I'm going to say as well. Let's face it, the campaigns are crap. They are. See, the problem really. is the story for those campaigns are amazing. But they're not in the campaign, they're in fact... Yeah, I mean, most of the hype about Killzone is about stuff that doesn't even get talked about in the game. Like yeah. these hypotheticals of what if, what if, and that's, that's part of the problem, I think. I mean, I did actually enjoy the scenarios in Killzone. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Just, it was a series I mean, of... I've already forgotten the stories behind all four games. Uh, Nazis want to take over the world because reasons. Space Nazis. But you might. But spoiler, you might be the Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is funny yeah. enough. The plot of Haze. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I said, of course, you had. Medal of Honor, they started off single player and now it's multiplayer. Oh, that was such a. Actually, I've now remembered what game I'm going to pick. That's good. It isn't that, yeah. but it reminded me. So. Yeah. And then you had Call of Duty, which started off amazing and then just went in multiplayer realm and now it's just. What? Um, oh, so many games like that could go on forever. Quake? Quake? Well, Quake's always been multiplayer, but they've never had a single player component. Oh no, Quake Four. Quake Four, four yeah. Quake Four, yes, was shite. of course. That's Did Quake terrible. Four have multiplayer? That was single player only. Yeah, Quake has always been, always um, been um, multiplayer. Uh, obviously, the first game. Honestly, no, the first two games actually had pretty good stories. <laughs> yeah, they had stories. Yeah. Quake Three didn't have any story whatsoever. Ah, it went I just thought of a game that has a good story that is in a first person shooter. Oh. Half Life. But that. That's always been story focused. You're still saying first person shooter story things? No, I'm saying first person multiplayer ah. based story. Portal 2. Portal 2. <laughs> but that's based around a story. No, it's based around puzzles. It's not really a story thing. Nah, it's pretty. But it is kind of a story. But it's, it's fun. I think he's it's trying okay. to say the games that people buy for multiplayer purposes only. Yeah. 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 Shooting, single player. Shooting wise. Yeah. Which, funny enough, to me, is the one I'd pick, which is uh, Battlefield 3, which had the most pointless, boring, dull, average story I've played in my life. See, it's not even the worst, really, but the fact that it just did nothing. It was just like. No, it, it was the worst, Neil. You, you the just, fact that your army of four guys take out an entire battalion of. Trained Russian military soldiers is laughable to me. Not going to happen in real life, ever. <laughs> Not even going to come know, close. It's, it's one of those that it flies in the face of what the game's about as well, and it just makes it's like working as a team against other teams. It's like okay, but what are you doing in the main game? Eh, just a bunch of euphoria. That'll do. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's another game that does that, which is just four. so different. Yeah, four. I think Battlefield Four was even worse than Three. No, you know what? It wasn't because the multiplayer was bad anyway, to begin with. So 
the story was actually better <laughs> than the main game. What was Hardline like? Because I never actually got to play that one. I know, nor did I, I didn't bother. But uh, yeah, it wasn't great from what I remember from the uh, early bits. Um, I'm trying to think. There's loads, really, isn't there? But it's just... You could literally go on forever. I, yeah, this is it. And it's just a, this, such a big list of things. Like, I don't know the problem, I, I've got another goodish one that's counteracts, and this will be the last one. Time Splitters, as I said earlier. What, as good or bad? But it well, was mainly single-player focused. When yeah, they got to... look, so many people played it multiplayer. Yeah, the first two games are multiplayer. There's, there's no point following the story. Future Perfect, however, did have quite a cool story and was funny, to be fair. And that's it. Every other story-based shooting game is rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But ironically, <laughs> the Splitter 3 Future Perfect was like the worst multiplayer game of the three. So, there you go. Right. Double ironic, actually, because the EA were the ones that published it. So, there you go. Ah, uh, there's another one. Yeah, irony of ironies. I'm trying to think of something. Uh, Watch Dogs, actually, yes. I'm going to bring that up. I know it's fun to bag on Ubisoft and Watch Dogs, but. I, I still can't. I, can't, I don't think I ever beat Watch Dogs because I couldn't work out what I was supposed to be doing. It's. I never beat it either, but. <laughs> I haven't an, played it yet. Having an anti hero character is fair enough, you know, like that, but make them likable in some way. It's just like, no, I did, just didn't we care. Did see his, we did see his new job. Aiden Pierce seems to appear in the division. Ugh, <laughs> I, I, I know we're not going to get onto it, so I'll probably actually mention it. Division beta. I, uh, I literally put it in, took ages to download, got it there, played 20 minutes of it, quit mid mission, deleted it. It's just the biggest pile of meh. <laughs> it's just destiny in third person to me. But there you go. Just thought I'd get that in when I remembered. Yeah, because uh, no, I've played some awful stories. I could say Afro Samurai 2 is awful because it doesn't make any bloody sense. But it's uh, the game is awful anyway, so that doesn't help. The, the story doesn't make sense. But uh, yeah, it's, it's plenty. Yeah, I can't think of a really, really bad one from many, for many, many years from a time where games really didn't do good stories anyway. So that's fair enough. Cool. I like that. That was a good little fun podcast. Uh, anyone have anything to say shout out wise? Um, I, I would like to do some shout outs quickly, if that's okay. Go, go, go. Uh, I'd like to do a shout out to Evolved Mail. Thank you for your awesome streams. I'd like to shout out to Phoenix Down Radio. They gave us a shout out during their podcast last weekend which was nice so thank you for that uh as always i'll always shout you guys out and a shout out to ellie buttons uh yeah i enjoy your stream so yeah those are my shout outs go phoenix down radio whoop whoop excellent excellent uh well i'll give a shout out for who's uh he was just on the street fire podcast with us so thanks for being on that and also he's just launched a comic starbright comic which uh, you can go out and find now. He's just launched it today. So, yeah, go and give that a check. Anyone else got anything to say? Nope. I'll take the deathly silence as uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Nice, short, sharp, to the point podcast. Might be back to normal next week. I'm sure we'll be doing our hit it or quit it feature as well, as it'll be the last week of the month and uh, March is encroaching upon us. Um, it's been fun. Ben, lovely to have you. Thank you. Vash, pleasure as ever. Thank you. Kevin, tidy your room.
Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, I disagree. Some oh, slight news. I know you disagree. <laughs> some slight news on something. I'm downloading a closed alpha test on the PS4. Mm. A game called ask. Smite. Smite B.O. Smite, Mighty Smiter. It's closed alpha? Yeah, for Smite on PS4. On consoles, yeah. Mm. Okay, so on that bombshell, which probably isn't a bombshell from what I've heard about Smite, but we'll see. <laughs> so, um, we shall see you next week, and yeah, I'll say tatty bye, but I'll leave Ben with the old last word. No, no I think we'll do a tatty bye this week. Oh, okay, fair tatty enough. Tatty bye. Tatty bye.